Hi, everybody, and welcome to the NDSC podcast, a place to share ideas for future and new management doctoral students. I am your host, Jose, and I have prepared for you a couple of episodes we recorded at the 2022 Academy of Management Annual Meeting, live from Seattle. In this series of episodes, you'll hear from faculty and students. They all provide some great advice that I think will be super helpful for your PhD journey. I hope you enjoy these conversations as much as I enjoyed recording them. Thanks for hearing us and welcome again. My next guest is Chris Winchester. He's a PhD student at the Carlson School of Management in the University of Minnesota. As you will hear in this podcast, I met Chris personally at another conference, and we started to work together virtually uh, to organize the NDSE uh, last year. So I consider Chris a great friend. Uh, he has an amazing spirit, always happy, always joyful. So I think having his perspective as a PhD student in this podcast is great, and it will be super helpful for everybody. Enjoy. So Chris, I, I, I tend to start um, just by asking more about the person, not the PhD student or the academic. So what do you want to share with us that has nothing to do with your PhD, with uh, being an academic or working towards uh, being an academic? Uh, hobbies, things you do in your spare time, something more friendly and humane. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that as a first question. Um, I have so many different hobbies and interests. I'm a huge collector of several different things. But really, so my biggest passion is the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I am beyond obsessed with those movies and TV shows. I've literally designed a website to track all of the different movies and shows and information to keep myself updated. I honestly do more research on the MCU than I do <laughs> for my own research, which maybe I shouldn't be saying on this podcast, but hey, I'm very, um, very honest with everything. And so I know everything there is to know about the Marvel movies. I've never read a comic, though, so some people are going to hate me from that aspect, but I love the movies. I'm obsessed with them. And I'm a huge fan of the Green Bay Packers, mm. which, don't ask me that at the end of each season when we lose every championship game, um, but um, I can also say I'm, like, a part owner because the Packers, oh, if they you do don't know, the, they do the, like, they, shareholder yeah, thing just, that you can buy and gets you nothing except a piece of paper. Um <laughs> The pride of being an yeah, owner. Yeah, the pride of being an owner. <laughs> so, yeah, so in the fall, that's what keeps me busy. Nice. Is I'm always watching those games. And then I'm at the University of Minnesota. Minnesota, big shocker, is freaking cold. <laughs> I hate the cold. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm a huge fan of the warmth. Not just the heat, but I prefer the heat over mm -hmm. the cold. And so I love to play sand volleyball. But, of course, that's only like three months out of the year <laughs> in the summer because then otherwise... All the sandpits are just covered in snow. <laughs> but that's what, that's what keeps me fit and active for three out of the 12 months. Three out of the, well, it's 25% of the year. Yeah, it's 25. I think that's a much better outlook than saying <laughs> I don't do anything the other 75% of the year. <laughs> Perfect, Chris. So now going to more the the questions at interest, what brought you to a PhD program? Why you decided to kind of like pursue this route, this career? Yeah, so... This was not something I was planning on doing whatsoever. Um, I wanted to be a business owner. 
I was. I owned a wedding planning and full design business before nice. coming into academia. It was super fun. I'm a hopeless romantic. I love being creative. I love planning. And hence why you, Jose, and I, like, like we just plan the whole new doctoral student consortium and all these different things. But it was, when do I, it was, it was my senior year of undergrad in which I got to write an honors thesis, trying to frame my language nicely, so it's not like, oh, I had to do that. Mm -hmm. I tried to tell myself, no, I got to do that, Mm -hmm. where I wrote an honors thesis, and I had to do research in um, our, it was a commerce and behavioral laboratory. Okay. There's only like 10 or 11 across the country, so we were super fortunate to have that, and so you can like, it has like the EGs, like we can track brain waves, Mm -hmm. and the heart rate, and all those different things. This is so freaking cool. And I just fell in love with that. Did like, and at the time I thought it was an amazing study. Looking back on math, no journal would ever take anything that I did um, <laughs> at that stage. Go figure. I just fell in love with research. And I'm like, well, can I do this for a living? Turns out, yes. I can be a professional nerd. <laughs> and so I went on to continue school. I got my MBA, and I wasn't all that interested in the classes. I was more interested in just doing research during mm-hmm. that time to hopefully have one day a PhD program mm. would actually look at me and be interested in me. And I was fortunate that Minnesota was actually interested. Um, I still ask them why sometimes. <laughs> but it was initially just doing that research project and my love for being an absolute nerd that drove me into it. And then I got that experience with research and teaching and fell in love with benefiting students in the field and like there's something just innately interesting about being the first person to know something that has never been studied or known before i love that that's pretty cool and that's what drives me that's what gets me up in the morning that's pretty awesome so okay let's talk about the good things what is kind of like the best thing for you about a phd right about this career what is the most fulfilling thing the most fulfilling i gotta pick one I would say, beyond the fact that one day I'll be called doctor, <laughs> um, a side note, it was always a dream of mine to be like, instead of like, I now pronounce you Mr. and Mrs. at the wedding, it's like, I now pronounce you doctor and doctor, um, <laughs> which won't happen. Um, my future fiance is um, not, not a nerd like I am. <laughs> Wickedly smart, smarter than I am, but just not a nerd. Um, and so I think honestly, like being able to make an impact Mm -hmm. that's how i'm going to fit into one answer Mm -hmm. because when teaching you get to impact students Mm -hmm. i'm one of the strange ones i absolutely love teaching with research you get to impact other researchers you get to impact practitioners when that's like put into like hbr and pop press articles being able to make an impact on others Mm -hmm. in this field is so just fundamentally inspiring and just so fun that is my favorite thing about being able to get a phd just continue on to be a professional nerd awesome i really like that and so the other side of the coin uh, what's kind of like one of the biggest challenges of doing a phd again just one um, <laughs> <laughs> but i'll remind those listening I, I said just one for the fun things too um, because i absolutely love this otherwise i wouldn't be here so i think the biggest challenge is finding the balance mm. and 
I don't like the same like work-life balance because there's so much more than just work and life mm-hmm. because each of those have so many different aspects to it where you have your friends your family your um, like romantic relationships your self then at work you have research teaching service classes there's all these different components which yes break down to work life but I don't like to think of it as like work life because you want equal balance within each of those yes and finding that equal balance is so hard to do and I'm a planner as I mentioned before I was a wedding planner and so I have to literally map out every single aspect of my day I will be like personal time like eating lunch by myself um, <laughs> otherwise I'll just I just won't do it because I'll schedule in something else and in our field oftentimes that's someone else research teaching service that will fill in the time yeah so I always have to make sure like I map that out and that has been such a hard challenge for me to figure out and still continuously to do but just finding that balance I think is the biggest challenge so I'm gonna go a little bit deeper there how do you yep. do it do you do it do you have like a, a journal or like a uh, just a notebook and you put like your your break down your day or you do it in your phone and you're kind of like calling there in your phone I mean I think I'm going more today needy picky but I think it's oh helpful. yeah no I love this um, I'm all about like efficiencies productivity this is yeah. that kind of thing um, so actually what you said I do both okay so for anything that's like time oriented I have my like Google Calendar mm-hmm. because that's what we use and everyone can like see like um, when we have meetings with each other and all that kind of stuff but for tasks none of that goes in my calendar mm. I am an old dinosaur apparently um, even <laughs> I'm in my mid-20s and I've never been hip at all and so I write down on paper still in a planner um, all my friends refer to it as my little blue book because I always have it on me it's a little blue planner hence the little blue book uh-huh. and I break down I every Sunday evening I map out what I'm going to do for the week mm. because on my calendar I can see all the things that I have coming up and I know when things are due I put due dates on there as well and so I know what I need to get done that week and I map out based on the days what I have time for and so on my calendar I like individual work time but then that refers me to my planner where I'll have all the tasks I need to do and there's just something so satisfying about just physically just crossing something off mm-hmm. or on those brutal days just <laughs> really just um, crossing off the words so you can't see it anymore not just one little line it's you, it's blocked out <laughs> So what's been uh, the best advice you received um, that I think it, ha- it, it's, it has helped you in this journey of your PhD? I think the best advice, um, go figure, it came from my advisor. <laughs> I don't know if I would say it was actually advice that she gave, but it's something she uses as a icebreaker question okay. that I now steal. And it's, where do you feel vocal? Mm. And so I kind of turned that into my own advice um, indirectly where I was like, find where you feel vocal. Mm. Because you'll hear from a lot of people, you cannot make it in this field if you are not like mentally and physically healthy. And finding where you feel vocal, like going to PhD program. I have never been to Minnesota before mm. um, getting into the PhD program. And a lot of us go to places where we have, we're not from. We may not have family, friends, anything there to start with. And so finding that place, for me, it's really just going around any lake. 
Um, ironically, that's not why I picked Minnesota, the land of 10,000 lakes, but <laughs> it was a really nice side benefit. Yeah. And I go there every single day and I walk around, and that's because I heard my advisor's like, um, icebreaker question to, where do you feel local? I'm like, I need to find where I feel local here because you can find that anywhere. Nice, nice. I love it. Pretty unique, but it's pretty cool. I yeah. love it. Um, share a resource that you found helpful uh, in your PhD, and this could be maybe a workshop, a paper, a conference you like uh, that you think that can be helpful for others. Uh, honestly, so the, so for I have like one for like every aspect, but one of the best resources um, have been honestly my friends in that aspect, like for like emotional support mm -hmm. then for like research methods and analyses the best thing I have found is layered it's L-A-E-R-D mm -hmm. statistics they have all of the like core like I'm not good at statistics to start with um, I've definitely improved over the past two years turns out you do learn stuff during your PhD mm -hmm. program mm -hmm. who would have thought um, but that website has like every single like they have like 50 of the, like, the most common analyses and exactly how to run them in SPSS, and it tells you all the assumptions that you need to meet, how to test for those assumptions, and how to write those up in APA style. Oh, that's awesome. It is phenomenal. And they have a test thing on there where it's like, it asks you like, like what's your IV, how many do you have, what's your DV, how many of those do you have, all those types of things. It's for basic models. Like if you're doing SEM, it's not gonna walk you through okay, that. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um, but still. But for all the basic like regressions, that's yeah. the stuff you start with. Yeah, yeah. It walks you through all that, and it is phenomenal and then for teaching the conference we went to this summer mm -hmm. i have to play them it was the management and organizational behavior teaching society conference mobts for short because that was a mouthful yeah oh man it was phenomenal like met jose there like made such good friends there and i learned so many innovative practices for teaching so if you're prepping for teaching i highly recommend that conference it was amazing yeah. so hopefully that's a little bit of like the personal research and teaching side of resources that I think that was great I think that was actually great because I think sometimes I mean suggestions come only in one level but I think that was perfect yeah we got to balance out all the aspects right yeah and the OMOBTS I, I second that it was a, an amazing conference it was great I, we met tons of great people so it, it's pretty pretty fun yeah and so before we go to this little game uh, of the random cards, uh, so, so we, we searched uh, questions, right, from past NDC participants. So I have a, a, a selection here and you will pick randomly. Uh, but before we're at, we're at AOM, um, any, now that we're almost done with AOM, any advice for AOM first timers? I, I think if I'm correct, it's your first time too yeah, in person, this is my right? First time in person. Same I know, it's crazy. I'm, I'm a third year, but this is my first time in person. Same. Thanks, thanks, COVID. Yeah. Um, but um, any advice for, for first timers? Everyone conferences differently. Mm. Don't let someone, ironically, don't let someone give you advice <laughs> on how to do AOM. Like, mm. ask a ton of people for advice. I'm not saying don't ask anyone for advice. That's a bad idea. Yeah. Ask everyone for advice. And ultimately, do what you are comfortable. Well, you should get out of your comfort zone, but do up ultimately like what you are comfortable and happy and excited for. Yeah. If that is going to every single paper session you want to, great. If that's only doing PWs, great. If that's only networking and talking to people, great. But if I were to give a piece of advice, I'm like going back to my word here. Find at least one friend. Mm. 
or make at least one friend because it's your first time because these people you will see again and again and again i was personally shocked coming here because you see on the registration like oh there's like nine thousand attendees given it's hybrid so quite a few are online but there's thousands of people here you have your division and that like seven nine thousand whittles down very quickly mm -hmm. everyone in the field knows each other so as a note of caution as well um <laughs> and everywhere i go i see people that i have known and met and i am an introvert i'm not naturally good at making connections with people i'm not good at forcing myself to just talking mm -hmm. and so just find one friend i think if you can do that you have had a successful conference but then do whatever you want to do like make it your own i like that advice was pretty like on point Perfect. Okay, so let's go. So we have like 20 cards here. Um, these are nice cards too. I know you can't see them on the podcast, but these things are fancy. And then, yeah, and then you can choose one, right. and then that's going to be the random question you're going to answer for us. All right. Should I? Yeah, you can read it. Okay. The knowledge or skills needed to be equipped with before starting PhD studies. Oh, wow. Okay, at least it says skills, plural. Um, <laughs> so every single person comes in with different capabilities. So I'm gonna skirt around this question initially because I don't think there's any set of skills or knowledge that you need to come in with. Okay. I think you need to come in with an attitude mm. of excitement and passion for learning, research, being a nerd. Because everything else can be taught to you. Whether that's methods, Perfect. stats, research, you just need to come in excited and willing to learn. So I don't think there's necessarily like a set of knowledge or skills you need. Um, I came in with some research background that was helpful, um, but I had no clue how to do stats. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The closest thing to stats I knew how to do was that I knew what a regression was. Um, <laughs> that was that was literally the extent of it, and now I'm doing like complex analyses because I learned in the program. So I don't know if there's necessarily like any knowledge or skills you need. You just need the right attitude, and then you'll be taught the rest. Yeah, I love it. I think that's, that's awesome. I think it was a great way to answer the question because, yeah, it's not there, but I think the attitude is the, the most important thing. Yeah. Everything else you can learn, there's going to be a ways. You're going to have time, although it goes fast. It does, faster than you think. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Thank you, Chris. I think uh, this is going to be a great episode. I think it's going to be super helpful for everybody. And uh, Thanks for your time and yeah. enjoy the rest of your conference. Thank you so much, Jose, and thank you, everyone, for listening. Thanks for joining me. And please stay in the loop for our next episode. I really hope everything we share here contributes to a happy and better PhD journey for you.